just a quick shout out to our newest patrons, Chris Serrett and Chris Hitchcock. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. If you are interested in becoming a patron as well, go to dialpodcast.com. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Glorious food, we're anxious to try it. You are listening to The Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. I think I'm still buzzing on Reese's and Red Bulls. I should probably go for a ride. Enjoy episode 112. It's not that vegetable eaters are bad people, it's just that they're terrible people. Yeah, I want the tofu spring rolls, except I don't eat tofu, so do you have like a tofu-flavored chicken you can substitute in for me? That salad's totally grossing me out. I've completely lost my appetite. This sausage is a meat-based vegetable substitute for cucumber. It's got the taste and the texture of an actual cucumber with none of the cucumber. All right, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von During, and today I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance coming at you from my home studio. Home <laughs> studio. Home, home studio. studio. <laughs> Evan Price. Drinking San Pellegrino, but the Whoa, blood orange. Fancy. The blood orange <laughs> flavor. Mm, yes. I figured that we would move overseas for our potential sponsorships after being dropped by LaCroix and Kirkland both recently. <laughs> we're getting we're getting desperate for our sparkling waters here, but I here will say are. the blood orange flavor is very good from San Pellegrino. Really not much of a seltzer water taste. It's more like you're drinking a juice, to be completely honest, but huh. strong taste. Yeah. <laughs> and to his digital right, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look digitally to the right. we're all on skype here so uh it's digital digital. i'm thankful for technology matt i I think i'm the only one that can actually see matt because we are videoing each other yeah Yeah. do i need to open up my video there can you see me now oh yeah that's that's very nice you can see my glorious mustache jake there you go yep i could see it the whole time i just didn't want to tell you guys that i could see you Uh, oh (laughs) Awesome. That's not fair. Yeah. We see, we can see Jake looking dapper as usual. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody can see me, which yeah. is probably a good thing. <laughs> we could Skype you in if you want. You want to Skype from across the table, Evan? <laughs> we, we we potentially could, but I just don't know how to open up Skype yeah. on this. So. I was saying though, this technology stuff is pretty cool, and it's neat that we can still do this. But man, I am. We're ready for you guys all to be here again. Yeah. This, this yeah. whole. COVID what do we think? Maybe done. two more, two more podcasts like this, and then we'll be back in studio. Maybe. Yeah. I like that. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I would really that. like that. End of the month is probably going to be when they say it's okay. And from what they're saying, um, we might be on the backside of things here in Washington State. Hopefully. Fingers things, crossed. Things are looking Hopefully. good. Yeah. Numbers yeah. are looking solid. So, All right. Let's get into the show. How have you guys been? <laughs> Pretty good? Solid. It's, no, it's been stinking weird. <laughs> It's been terrible. <laughs> so over the weekend, um, my wife comes walking into my office when I was working on some pictures that I was uh, processing, and she lops down this bag on my desk. She's like, this is for you uh, podcast guys. I'm 
like, what? And so anyway, it's uh, a person who is a listener to the show, Jessica Fitch, and she is uh, a good friend of my wife and running buddy. Um, she dr- brought us this little gift bag, and I have no idea what's in it. Evan, do you want to go through that bag real quick and, and kind of tell you what, tell us what, oh, what's going wow. on here? Let's see here. Wow. This is this is still stable shut. So this oh. is, wait, wait a go minute. Ahead. Am I going to rip this bad? Oh, no, here okay. we go. Tear it open. It, like what the does Christmas it say? edition. It, there's like some stationery in the front. What does it say? It says, to the dial podcast, just in case you start getting low on content, pretty sure you could debate this for a while. So Ooh. I wanted to open this so bad. I'm like, what's this got to be? <laughs> Let's open it up. It's a Bath and Body Works bag. Now I don't know Ooh. if that has anything to do with Bath and Body Works or what, but he's doing the very stationery was kind of cool. This. The stationery had like some sort of like a pirate skull or something. I know. I'm very, I'm very interested. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Oh wow. Oh, there's, oh, there's a Lacroix Coffee Exotico. Oh, that's Ooh. mine. I, dibs. <laughs> dibs. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna put this out here. Jake and I'll fight over this. And then, oh, there's more. Oh, there's two of them. There's, oh, I think I think that's what is in here. Okay. Oh, this is going to be a hot debate. Hold on. I think there may be different flavors, or this is all going to be ah, – No, this is all going to be the same flavor. It's all the same flavor. A, so, a, a can oh. of LaCroix coffee? A LaCroix coffee. Don't worry, is Matt it, and Lance. We'll take care of yours. Water? Essence of Sumatra coffee and cola, naturally um, essenced sparkling water. Is coffee this, Exotica. Is this LaCroix asking to be to continue to be our sponsor? I don't know. Does it have caffeine in it, I though? I think so. That's a good question. Hold I on. Let's no see. <laughs> Water naturally essential. Where's the, the the caffeine on this? There's no caffeine. I'm not even sure. This may just be coffee taste. <laughs> oh. Thumbs up. See, but, but, I, but I bet if you didn't tell me, I would probably just believe that all, it's coffee all, yeah although i could probably use a little less caffeine i don't know what it is but <laughs> i've been drinking so much freaking coffee it's not even funny i think this it's, is awesome thanks jess thank you so That's much cool. I'm, I'm gonna crack this open and, and give this a sip right now matt lance are you ready for this we're ready okay oh, Ooh, nice. that was good that was, yeah what do you think oh that's good you you can taste the coffee right off the the, the, the coffee kind of smacks you in the face and then it tastes like a bubbly water right after that that's a good flavor. Oh, that's good. Tasty good. I like it. It's awesome. also got a little brown tab too, so it like you yeah, know, has that coffee feel to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing like Lance, you would probably not want this. I, I don't. I, I would, bet you don't even I, like the taste of coffee. I don't really. I would probably pass on it. But thank you so much for uh, thinking of us. That is kind. I don't know. I gifts. still think you need to drink one of these. Don't worry, Jake. Jake and I will <laughs> take care of them. <laughs> I'll bring one over to you, Matt. I'll save it and uh, bring it okay. by. I think I, I need in. to swing by your house anyway. I've got a micro SD card to give you. So, <laughs> Oh, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> that exhilarating show talk. All right. So thank you again, Jess. Um, one other bit of business. Our Patreon account has grown since last week, you guys. All yeah. Right. yeah. All right. That's Pretty awesome. Good. We've got two new Patreons, and I wanted to say a big thank you to, um, oh, gosh, who was it? Chris? Yep, Chris, and let me pull it up here real quick. <laughs> Chris, Chris Hitchcock. All right. Oh, Chris Hitchcock. And Chris oh, Surratt. So the Chris's, Chris Surratt and Chris Hitchcock, both wow. became Patreons, and I just wanted to give them a big thank you. So um, that's really going to help out the show, and we're kind of in the, the, the stratosphere now where we can start taking some of these uh, these funds and putting it towards maybe some advertising of the show to kind of push this out there to more people, which was kind of the goal, and that'll help us raise more awareness of what we're doing and you know help us with all the other little things that we're trying to do with this podcast. So big kudos and a big thank you to you guys. Thank um, you to the Chris's. That's yeah. awesome. Thank, Thank you, Chris's. All right. Is Champ Bailey here? Anybody see Champ Bailey? 
Uh, do you want to uh, backpedal before we do that? No, I just want to get Champ Bailey out of the way real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Champ Bailey, not here, apparently. <laughs> not here, okay. Uh, we're just going to skip Champ Bailey this week because uh, there's no news. There's really uh, no real news. I looked through stuff to see if there was something to talk about, and uh, there's not. All right, moving on. Let's go. Whoa, 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 whoa. One second. Oh, come on. One second. I have something that is not. It's actually not a Zwift thing today, but I will continue to report on Zwift because I know that that's been like the thing our listeners are most looking forward to. Are you about to mention uh, the the Mount Lemon? Yes. See, this is why me and Matt are always on the same page here. We We need to fire Champ Bailey and get new new sports people in here. (laughs) Okay. So. Right now at the top of the Mount Lemon KOM list, the Mount Lemon KOM list, the one that Phil Guyman has touted is the, 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 the king KOM of that, of that climb. Uh, Mount Lemon being a climb out in Arizona, for anybody who doesn't know. Um, Tucson. Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. There are two triathletes who sit at the top of that right now. Two triathletes. That is Sam Long, who just recently took the KOM from Lionel Sanders. Now, this literally made an article in multiple news sources in the endurance world. That's how little news there is right now, is that we are reporting on KOMs. Strava KOMs. Strava KOMs are now the news. news. Yeah. Was that on what ESPN? What else do we have to go for right now? That's yeah. That's about all we have to hey, go for right now is and it, Strava and, stuff. And at least, Lance, this one's outside. So at least, yes. at least it is. I will say... His Sam Long's power profile from this was pretty incredible. I could be getting this wrong, but on the hour and fifteen minute climb for him, um, I believe he Matt get correct me if I'm wrong here. He was almost at four ten for his normalized power. Yeah, it was something like that four ten four twenty. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, he which is very 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 impressive. Yeah, pedestrian. That I mean, the guy he's <laughs> he's got a and and I and I will completely admit on here. I think Matt, I may even told you this. I thought he was a complete pretender going into that. I thought there was no way that he was going to beat Lionel. I was going to ask you what you thought about all of this because remember, I think we mentioned on the podcast last week where you were like, "Hey, he's having someone pace him for halfway up and all yep. this stuff," and people were furious online about it. Oh, people <laughs> like, on slow Twitch were giving him so much flack, and I'll tell you yeah. what fully admit anybody who gave him flack was 100% wrong because that guy just put out an incredible performance that's unreal exhilarating well and he's I, not a climber he's not built like a he's no. a big guy he calls himself the big unit in, yeah which, <laughs> he <I> mean, does <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait is he because he's a tall guy right he's, he's like yeah. a he used to be a football player he, he's a pretty big guy he's like a I, I could be wrong here he's like 180 or, pounds it wasn't football he played Maybe he did play football. He Maybe did. Right. He did for a bit. Something. Yeah. Yeah. He he's a big guy. Awesome. Anything well, else? I I don't I don't know. I always question someone that's giving themselves nicknames like the big unit, but <laughs> I'm sure he's slightly obnoxious. But you know what? He's, <laughs> he's he, he, he can, can put out a lot of power bike. on a bike. <laughs> yeah, he can, he can definitely ride the bike. So right. uh huh. So yeah. the, the I, I'm sure once this is all done, Phil Guyman and Co will be given that that climb a shot here. Tune in. Yep. Tune in. This is the, the, this is what we have to look forward to now, folks. Strava KOMs. <laughs> so there, there was a reason why I threw the uh, the lead out news first. Um, the listener who gave us the exotic coffee from LaCroix, 
<laughs> Evidently, our lead out news generally puts her to sleep, kind of <laughs> <laughs> bores her a little bit, and she will yes. tune out from time to time. So I wanted to get it out of the way just for her, because I knew she was going to listen to this. <laughs> See, this is why we got to fire Champ and, and hire people who talk about online racing. <laughs> no, that would put more people to sleep, Evan. Well, but, but before the podcast, before we start filming, I suggest, I, I want people's feedback on this. Tell me if you would all fall asleep listening to this. I would like to pick a race each weekend where we talk about it in history, like like a great year that it had. If nobody wants to hear that, just post and say absolutely not. I can put you on the timer for not. 30 seconds. Ooh, sure, let's do 30 it. 30 seconds. We could do a 30-second yeah, recap. I can hear yeah. people hitting the skip 30-second button. Exactly. Skip 30 second button. Exactly. <laughs> See, but if I say it fast enough, you can't get to the skip in time. If I make it in 10 seconds, you will not find the skip 30 seconds in time. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's do some backpedaling, you guys. Evan, you've been rambling on. Oh, Backpedal for us. This whole podcast is going to be me talking to myself. Um, I rode inside and ran inside a decent amount, but I did swim open water once, and I'm going to tomorrow again. Matt. Yeah, I wanted have, to hear about that. So it was like perfect temperature. Vancouver was it Lake this is. Uh, no, no, it was Saturday. Saturday, okay. Vancouver Lake is perfectly fine if you're wearing a long sleeve wetsuit. I double capped, and I probably could have been single capped just fine. Yeah, awesome. it's. Um, I stayed shallow water just because I assumed that the deeper water out towards the middle of the lake was going to be pretty cold. So I just stayed kind of around where the boats, are, uh, where um, uh, where the poles are. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it was beach was not too crowded. It was easy to stay away from people. And Cassie and I just jumped in the water, got her swimming, and left. So you haven't seen any signage about the water, the being blooms, or bad anything. Or- no, no, I didn't see that. And there, and there were a few other swimmers out there too. And people have been swimming at Vancouver Lake through the week. I I thought I saw a news thing about there being a an algae bloom in yeah. Vancouver Lake. I thought I yeah. saw a couple other places. I, I I wasn't sure if it was Vancouver Lake, but that wouldn't you surprise me. Double check and make sure you're not swimming through, you know, poison and algae bloom. Know. Yeah, I was just going to swim Very over it if, if, if I hit it or swim under it, one or the other. I don't know if it works like <laughs> I'm that. I'm completely joking. You cannot swim over or under an algae bloom. Yeah, just build yes. up your immune system, bud. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just need to test that. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Um, um, no, that, I mean, like, nobody wants to hear about Zwift, and that's basically all it has been. Well, we want to know how you did on your race on Friday. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. You did a race. You yes. You get us to do that none of us joined you Exactly. On. Nobody wanted to do that. It was the Zwift Classics race. Um, the, what's the Box Hill course? Is that London? Yeah. London? Yeah. So, Box Hill is about a, minute climb, I think, yeah. Um, and they did a loop. It... It doesn't end on Box Hill, but Box Hill is very close to the end of that race. It was like a 20, 30-minute race. Um, I did the A race again, and once again, the front group went. There was about four guys that went out. I latched onto them and then tried to drop them because that's smart. Uh, Rule number one is Zwift racing. If you're in the lead group, you're probably not going to be able to drop them if there's about 10K left. Those guys are going to put out well over five watts per kilo to keep you in sight. And I... Got away for a second. They caught me, and then three or four guys dropped me. I got caught by the chase pack, and we went in together and got out sprinted at the end. I think I was eighth place or something like that. That's not too bad. No. Yeah. 
FTP is going up slowly but surely for the races that none of us are going to be doing. So, so Jesse Tonkinson was supposed to race with you. He, yeah, he was. So he, instead, he went he on went a beautiful out, ride right outside. He did. He went on a very yeah. beautiful ride. Did a little larch effort. He was doing an FTP yep. test. And yep. I had talked to him prior to that, and he said he was going to possibly think about chasing the KOM on that held by Mike Guyvan, who broke that last year. Uh-huh. And that KOM had stuck for like five or Four, six, yeah. yeah, a lot of years. So, yep. did he tell you what happened to him? He did. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to preface this by saying, having ridden with Tonk so much in the last few months, and on Zwift riding with him a lot, Tonk has that KOM in my head. Like, like if Tonk gets on the right day, he oh, yeah. absolutely has well, that KOM in him. He, almost could have had he it could have he, definitely he just didn't realize the segment ended where it ended and he yep. soft pedaled he, he thought he was off pace he, he thought he was off pace he thought that the segment was only 22 minutes but it was actually yep. like 25 minutes and yep. like he went a little bit beyond that if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and then soft pedaled the last like minute or two and missed the kom by seconds yeah he, he would have oh, had wow. it he would have had the yeah. large kom yeah yeah so the poor guy i know i know <laughs> Mike's Mike's KOM lives another day, which is an incredibly respectable effort. Wow. Mike's Mike's effort up at that day was yeah. incredible, but that He's is in pretty good shape right now too. So I he could is. see this being a little bit of a battle, and I put it out a little, there to Jesse yeah. that we need to actually start doing some um, v- capturing some video and, and kind of making a saga out of this. I think we and do making little vignettes about their efforts going up this because it's a tough climb. It's a beautiful area, great yep. athletes, and it's a coveted KOM. So yep. We've got. Um, I've. I think I've roped Tonk into. I'm. I'm putting this out there just to pressure him for this weekend. Uh, I have some triathlon pro triathlon friends who want to do a um, effort up Alp de Zwift on Saturday morning before everybody goes and rides outside. So I think I've roped Tonk into doing that, and huh. then that day we both want to go out and do Larch again at separate times. So interesting. We'll see. We'll see who's got the legs when they're tired. Uh, my money's on Tonk because he's climbing out of his mind right now. So yeah, his FTP's pretty solid it's he's what, his, like 145 150 he's not heavy no. <laughs> he is not he's no. he's got he's All, a few pounds lighter than i am since we're reporting on tonk just everyone should keep in mind that he oh, yeah. also was the winner of the exercising during quarantine photo yes he was that was an so, epic little vignette little video for him <laughs> this is not necessarily a backpedal anymore this is a, a tonkin backpedal yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting tonky with it yes exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. If you um, want to know what Matt's referring to, go to Matt's YouTube channel. He did a, a COVID workout exercise picture t- contest, and uh-huh. uh, Tonk ended up winning it. But he didn't submit a picture; he submitted a video. Yes, but it was like a, a slow mo video. video of him like <laughs> drinking water and shooting it all over himself and trying to be like I don't know. It, it, it was it's great. Worth watching. And then he just takes the water bottle and just like chucks it over his yeah. shoulder so nonchalantly. <laughs> it's good. Good yeah. video. Worth watching yeah, for sure. Out. So. Cool beans. Um, Lance, backpedal for us. Uh, let's see. We have had beautiful weather here in the Pacific Northwest this week. And so, uh, I, and and our outdoor riding hasn't been shut down here where uh, we're at. So I was able to ride actually quite a bit. Um, it was all either alone or with my wife. And so we were able to ride quite a bit. There was less time in Lance's week that he was not riding than when he was riding. You rode outside (laughs) like 20-something hours last week. It was uh, 20, almost 24 hours I rode last week, like 410 miles. It's actually the biggest week I've had in the last year plus. Since last training camp in 2019? Yes, because I didn't make it all the way through training camp this year. Yep. So... (laughs) So yeah, it was, I just had a fantastic week. Um, 
I rode every day. Um, obviously, there were a couple days I rode twice because what else am I going to do? Um, so it was just nice. M my wife actually went for a 50-mile ride with me. She went out and did a whole 50-mile ride. Yeah, Brandy. Yeah, way to go, Brandy. And uh, so we had a great time. Uh, the highlight for me this week is um, I finally got my road bike back up and running. So um, uh, for those that are new, I, I crashed uh, pretty bad in February and actually cracked the frame on my BMC team machine. And so um, I had to get a new frame and fork. And uh, I've just been slowly moving all the components from my broken frame to the new frame. And there was one piece that just took a while to get in. We finally got it in and uh, put it all together. And so uh, the last uh, three days, I've been riding on my road bike because all my rides before that I would, was doing on my gravel bike with big 40 mil tires. And uh, oh, it just felt so good to be on a speedy, fast road bike. So matter of fact, <laughs> um, the last three days, every time I've ridden that bike so far, I've gotten a KOM on a segment. Rut roll. <laughs> <laughs> so but then again what else do i have to do so i've just been kind of chasing segments here and there you going so, after lake road there lance um if the wind is right <laughs> that is <laughs> if you take that thing by 30 seconds i'm for sure gonna flag you <laughs> uh, and the hips uh, feeling been... hips feeling solid yeah, believe it or not, um, my hip actually is feeling pretty good. I I can get out of the saddle and I can I can push a thousand watts, and so I'm. It's actually feeling pretty good. It's still it's still uh, when I've had a hard effort on the bike, I still limp a little bit when I walk, but that is kind of slowly going away. So I'm recovering from my my accident uh, much better and much quicker than I, than I thought I would. So that's all a very good thing. I've also been doing yoga Whoa. <laughs> for a couple of days because uh, my daughters have come home. Um, oh, my, I, I have a 23 year old daughter and a, a 19. Yeah. 19. She's almost 20, <laughs> almost 20 year old. How daughter. Is she and, and so they're home for a couple of weeks because they're doing all online school and they do yoga every morning. So they drag me out onto the pool deck every morning and we're, we've been doing yoga. So go figure. We've been doing yoga over at our house also. Yeah. I think it's the thing to do during quarantine. I mean, <laughs> there's so many be. like free apps and free YouTube videos and free everything else that there's a lot of little in-home workouts that you can, there's an abundance of things to do online at this point. So yes. Cool. Yeah. What was the most coveted KOM you took down in this past week? Um, that that's a good question. Um, I don't. We'll let you the, come back to that, or no? <laughs> it, well, there's one that uh, there's one KOM that is is a street in front of my house. Yeah. Um, that heads from the corner where my house is to the 205 bridge, and uh, it, you know it's been done by thousands and thousands and thousands of people and i i took that kom this week what's it called the one by your house it's called take it to the bridge yeah it's uh, down it's right in front of my house yeah 
It's a short one. It's only like a oh, I think I saw one. that pop up yesterday when I was riding through there. I wasn't looking at that particular one, but it did pop up on the um, the segment thing on my Garmin. Isn't there another oh, one yeah. through there called like Geez Louise or so? no? That's a different segment that I went through. That's yesterday. That's, uh, that's that's down on Old Evergreen Highway. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know the Geez Louise one you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah. every time that pops up, I crack <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, four thousand attempts. Four thousand people have done this uh, this segment, and I took the KOM in that, so I was pretty happy about that. Sweet, good job, Lance. Yeah, making us all proud. There you go. <laughs> Strava you know, talk, conquering the Strava world, Lance Atwood. <laughs> it, well, it's been funny, you know. I've been sticking. I've been trying. Once I was able to get back on my bike, I've been trying to stick to my training plan a little bit so that I could kind of get back into shape. But halfway through this week, I kind of went, "Why? Why am I training so hard right now?" You know, I, I um, a, Lance, you I, cannot I like interrupt. To feel good. <laughs> You, you cannot interrupt your 465-day training plan, Lance. <laughs> How are you ever going to peak for Cross Nationals in 2028? <laughs> it just made me realize that, you know, maybe maybe I just need to, to back off on the intensity a little bit and just have, have some fun yep. on the bike while we're in the midst of this. And maybe the fun thing to do for me right now is just to try to go for different Strava segments, so I I might back off on some of my uh, um, interval work and just I, I don't know I'll probably change my mind next week so just forget about <laughs> it. That's funny. Cool. That's it, Matt. How's your week been? I've been uh, stuck at home, stuck in <laughs> quarantine. I went outside a couple of times. Uh, I rode Prune Hill stuff, which is just like classic you know, Jake and I lunch ride type ride where we just go find stuff to climb. And, uh, I've been hopping on the rollers a little bit, Uh rode with, rode with my kids a couple times. Um, yeah, nothing big. I've been trying to run, but my, uh, I've been having a lot of Achilles issues. So I need to hit Evan up for, um, how best to tackle that. Mm -hmm. The, I don't know if there is anything other than time off for like any sort of bursa issues on the back of your heel, Evan. There's there's definitely some stuff that that we can do. I would I would guess it's a little bit more than a bursal issue too, just from the talks that we've done. I think that's that's part of it, but I think we're yeah. talking about a long history here with with, with there with might that. be some history there. Yeah, yeah. There's there there's a couple of years involved there. Yeah, I think that the bursa stuff is just the latest in yeah the the latest you know, and greatest for, for it. Yeah, latest greatest. Yep. Yeah. But it's keeping me back from running. I I've kind of been going out and doing like a half mile at a time, just like in my neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to do something, you know, and it's kind of something that I can do while I'm at least kind of watching the kids, like kind of stay close to home. And like if they're out front, I can kind of shoot down the street and back. So exercising has not been great. Uh, but the other weird thing, you know, yes, yoga, of course, that's a that's always an option. <laughs> but um, I borrowed a Vasa trainer from the gym from Lackamas Swim and Sport. Uh, Vasa nice. trainers are these weird like machines where you use your hands to kind of um you basically you're pushing down on the vasa trainer and it's kind of all this rope stuff so you're using like body weight to kind of simulate some swimming at least the same swim muscles 
And I did it for like an hour. I don't remember which day it was. It was like Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember what. And I could not move my arms the next day. So <laughs> Hours definitely aggressive yeah. there, Matt. When, when we got ours in it the clinic, I think, I, I think Cassie as as, and I did a 20 I minutes. It, <laughs> I was like watching a show and I didn't want to stop watching the show. So I was like, all right, let's just keep doing this. And I just knew like right away, like this is so dumb. I'm going to be so sore tomorrow. And sure enough, it took me like two days before I could get back on the Vasa trainer because I just could not move my arms at all. Uh, but, you know, it's something to do. And I think all of us are looking for something to do that, you know, if you're if your Achilles is bugging you, then, you know, at least I have that Vasa trainer to do something. So uh, that and, and the weather has been awesome. So uh, a lot of time with kids outdoors. It's been good. Good, good. Yeah, the weather has been absolutely. That's been the one bright spot here is at least the weather's good. This week it's been solid. Can't I think, complain about that. I yeah. think there's going to be another solid week here coming up too. As I say that, it's probably going to change to all rain tomorrow. But yeah, they're going to look solid. Awesome. They're going to live all, lift all the COVID restrictions. Yeah, it's going to be thunderstorms for like, two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> crappy weather. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, my week wasn't too far off. All of you guys uh, just whipping, and um, my shoulder still sucks. Um, I actually ended up getting a phone call from my orthopedic last week after they canceled my appointment and we ended up doing a telehealth and he informed me that I am going to be having more surgery um, uh. to start with. Um, we're going to be doing the, the joint capsule release stuff and um, not sure when that's going to happen. We have to wait for all this COVID stuff to go away and um, that we can schedule from there. But he is also having some concerns and I'm going in for an MRI this afternoon. Um, really? Yeah. That's good that you're actually able to get scheduled. I thought the MRI was going to have to be a month from now, in which case then everything gets pushed back into the summer, which would be annoying. Right. Yeah. So he um, he thought it was best that we get that done now, and then I will we'll be following up with him with another telehealth um, call, uh, video call, uh, this coming Friday to kind of find out what the extent of everything that's going on in there is. Um, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right, and I'm kind of – it's like a double-edged sword. I'm excited to find out what's going on because I, I need to get to the bottom of this because it's been killing me for almost two years, uh, figuratively and literally. Um, but on the flip side, I'm really not looking forward to have surgery. Um, you know, he said to me, it's not going to be anything like it was when you when I had it all like repaired and rebuilt and all that fun stuff. But he said yep. it's still going to kind of suck. He's like, you know, if it's just that, you're going to jump right back into physical therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll did he did he give you an idea as what surgery he's leaning towards right now? Uh, he didn't. He didn't okay. want to speculate. He yeah. wants to get the MRI first because, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's you know, it, I wasn't there with him and he wasn't able to like get his hands on me and like take yeah. three inches of motion. I'm sure he's got some suspicions, but uh, we'll find out. That's why we do this uh, MRI stuff. So we're gonna take a look. Yeah. But yeah, um, got outside and did a little ride yesterday, which was kind of nice. That was mm -hmm. the Covito Bandito. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Like people like looking at me kind of strange, but um, mm -hmm. just pulling up that Nick Gator over the face with your glasses and your helmet. It's seventy two degrees outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's like if you'd walked into like a, a convenience store wearing that get up, like you know, just a few months ago, they would be calling the cops on yeah. you. Yeah. Now it's like commonplace. Like especially rolling yeah. in with a bike too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when it's that hot yeah. outside. But the highlight of my week was um, jumping on the mountain bike with my son. We went for a little hour and a half mountain bike ride uh, back in Lacamas uh, Lake Lacamas Park area, and mm -hmm. that was a blast. Um, he he's really liking the mountain bike lately. He isn't loves he? it, yeah. yeah. And my God, he's getting so proficient on the bike. His bike handling skills have gone through the roof. He's like a completely different kid just in the last twelve months. So, 
Um, Thank you. Props to, to Barrett on that. He's doing an awesome job. Um, I do need to trim his bars. He's got some, I think they're like 740s or something like that. It's whatever <laughs> he comes stock with. And like, he looks like his, he's riding like one of those old school choppers where your hands are like way out. I mean, he's, <laughs> his hands are so far spread apart. So I need to trim those things up and get them closer to that, like 710, 715. 20 range somewhere in there um but other than that he's he's killing it and had a good time mm-hmm. and i wasn't hammering because you know he's riding with a 10 year old son but he was going at a decent pace and we we're kind of going over roots and rocks my god the next morning i woke up i swear i thought my arm was going to fall off so <laughs> good job barrett Jeez, yeah. you're <laughs> hurting your dad out there Wrecked you're dropping him too hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was my week um how about we uh we start a topic i like it yeah let's do it right this was actually um a request by a listener um, mm-hmm. who asked if we could kind of cover this. He's like, I know you guys talked about this a long time ago. He thought that it would be um, good for us to revisit it mm-hmm. and wanted us to get into a little bit more depth. And it's stuff that he, I wouldn't say he's struggling with right now. He's just trying to wrap his head around with. And he thought that um, having us talk about it a little bit more could help him. So, um, and it's probably something that we can all start thinking about too. Cause you know, fingers crossed this whole COVID thing will lift in the next you know few weeks to a month and if we can start addressing some of these things now that maybe they'll pay dividends once we can get out there and Mm -hmm. maybe do a bike race or something seriously our topic addressing weight loss performance recovery and general health through diet all specific to cycling that's a big topic that's a very big topic (laughs) that's an important topic there's there's a lot of depth to that and there's a lot of tangenting i'm sure that we can get into and i'm sure that um we didn't like you go get together beforehand and come up with like a structured plan for this. So nope. it's going to be very organic with what we have to say here. And this might even be something that we want to make a, a multi-part series, depending upon how this goes today. But I'm really curious to know kind of where you guys are leaning. Um, I want to start with Lance cause he's probably made the biggest change over the last six to eight months. Does that sound about right, Lance? Yeah. It's been a little bit longer than that, but yeah. yeah. Um, why yeah, don't starting you, last uh, August, September. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you let everybody know kind of what you did, what kind of got you thinking about going the direction that you did, and how it's affected you over that time span? Well, <clears throat> to start this off, probably like a lot of adults, I have I have struggled with my weight most of my adult life. Um, it's always been a battle for me. I have it has not been easy for me to stay thin. And, uh, like right now I'm about 175 pounds. I, I, I'm 5'10 and I'm about 175 pounds. And that's, that's close to about as thin as I can get without really focusing down. Um, a few years ago, I was almost 240. So I have, and I, I, throughout my adult life, I have like cycled up and down. I've lost weight and gained it back and lost weight and gained it back. It's the classic, you know, issue that the, uh, adult or crash dieters go through where they're trying to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot um, of that for you was just like your, your lifestyle and your, your work schedule yeah. and all that other stuff. And like the cycling and the diet stuff kind of gets tossed out in the window in favor of, you know, running a successful business. So yes, now you get to focus so on all things cycling and here you are. <laughs> so yeah, so during during last last summer as I was going through the race season, um I, I probably did most of the race season at about 185 actually, a little bit heavier. And I, obviously at that weight I had a very difficult time just uh sticking with the group especially on any climb. And um I I'd been watching a lot of other cyclists and things and trying to figure out what I wanted to do to kind of 
change it. And, and I personally decided to try veganism. So I went vegan last, uh, last August or September. So completely cold Turkey went completely plant-based overnight. Um, you kept that on the DL for a long time too. You didn't tell anybody. Which What's is, that? You went on the DL for a long time. You didn't like tell anybody that you were doing that, probably other than your wife. I, I didn't really talk about it, mostly because uh, a lot of vegans tend to be very... Um, verbose. <laughs> verbose about being vegan. Yes. You know, they, they tend to be very kind of in your face about it. And there's kind of, there's two types of people that turn to be vegan. Those that are protecting the animals and those that are doing it for for health reasons and of course i love animals and i'm an animal lover but i didn't do it for that reason i did it for the health reasons that i thought it would be a a healthier way to go and there were there are several cyclists that i follow that were already vegan and and my worry was you know the name the biggest question with veganism and for those that don't know veganism being vegan is is obviously it's a vegetarian diet but you also don't eat any animal products so no dairy no that's the biggest thing is is dairy, no yeah. dairy yeah so no cheese no milk no yogurt no any of that stuff no eggs so either, i don't so butter no eggs no butter yeah. no yeah no butter no eggs no dairy no eggs yeah any of that stuff and and I, and I first started thinking, oh, am I going to be able to do this? Because I was a steak-a-day kind of guy. I loved red meat. I've talked about it on this podcast before, how much um, I love red meat. Yeah. And it's probably the worst thing for us to really be eating as far as endurance athletes. And, I, it, you know – I really idolized a couple of people that cyclists that I was following one being uh, a local hero here, uh, Molly Cameron. He has been vegan. She has been vegan for a number of years and is, and she's a very strong, strong cyclist, somebody I cannot hang with. She's, she's about, she's about 10 years younger than me or eight years younger than me. But um, I thought, okay, if that person can do it, then so can I. Also, the vegan cyclist um, is a very popular YouTuber. Uh, his real name is Tyler Pierce, and he doesn't seem to have any trouble with endurance or strength or power or speed, and he's been vegan for a long time too. And so I thought, okay, if these people could do it, I should try this and kind of see how it works. And for me, oh, my goodness, I, I actually immediately – started to feel better. My body responded <clears throat> very well to it. Some people's bodies don't. For me, my body responded really well to it. Um, I, my, my actually, my sleep improved, my, my endurance went up, my strength went up, all of that um, eating a, a strictly vegan diet, which really, which really quite surprised me. And so that became very motivating for me to stick with it. And so here we are, you know, eight or nine months later, and I am sticking with it. I don't have a reason to go off it. I don't. After the first three or four weeks, I didn't miss any of the of the meat or animal proteins that I was eating before, and so I've just kind of decided to 
stick with it and it's it's made a difference for me i did lose some weight for sure um I, it dropped me down to about 175 where i'm at right now and um i i don't it just you even made dipped, a big difference you've dipped lower than 175 if i'm not mistaken like going into training camp weren't you in like the you upper pretty, 160s yeah i thought i thought you were even under 170 for training camp yeah right? Uh, yeah, actually gearing up for training camp. I, I, I started eating very clean. My, my vice right now is sugar. Oh my gosh. I love, uh, jelly beans and gummy bears and <laughs> I Easter, love that stuff. just Easter so, in general. <laughs> how many Reese's peanut butter eggs did you eat yesterday, Lance? <laughs> I, I ate way too many. And I should admit that because there's milk chocolate in that, in that kind of, yeah. But anyway, so you can. There, there are some things I, I'm, whatever. So, um, <laughs> leading up to training camp, I was, uh, I was really trying. I ate really cleanly. I didn't eat any sugar. I was really careful about what I ate. And I actually, during training camp, I was under 160. I would got down to about Ooh. 159 or 158. Oh Lance, yeah. we're yeah, that's that is lean, man. Yeah, it's it's really lean. And now because I'm you know, I'm eating sugar and things. I, you know, 175 is about where I sit. So that's kind of how much I can fluctuate back and forth just from mm-hmm. saying things. But I didn't even that lean. And 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 I don't really have a reason to be under 160 or or close to 160 right now because there's we're just we're just playing bikes right now. We're not racing, and so exactly. And there's, and there's also, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you've looked into this much Lance, but there's something called the set point theory, um, which does talk about it, it's the, the, the reason for people's fluctuations in weight is because your body actually responds hormonally when you, when you get out of certain ranges, our body's first right. response is protective whenever we go catabolic in any capacity. So we always remember our leanest weight, I think, but people need to understand that generally your weight is going to fluctuate. A pretty wide range. Some people's will fluctuate more. Uh, more muscle-bound people are going to have higher fluctuations in weight uh, just because of muscle glycogen storage, and um, that that's contribution to weight too. But yeah. you know, Lance being a stronger athlete, and you know, I mean, Lance's background. I'm not sure if if you're a newer listener to the podcast, you may not know Lance was a decathlete back in the day. And if you've ever met a decathlete before, they're pretty muscle. They're they're like if you took a cross country runner and strapped a bodybuilder's you know, physique <laughs> onto them basically, but that, that could be contributing not, to, to your weight fluctuations. Cyclist upper body. I don't know. You, you definitely, upper yeah. body of a cyclist. Your, 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 your shoulder width is not exactly your, your typical climber shoulder width. So no. very cool. Uh, just real quick too. I remember when you told me, uh, that you had gone vegan. Um, it was about that time that you were watching or you'd watched a, a video or a documentary rather prior to that was that game changers the game changers was that the one that you watched yes. that kind of helped make you that so it was, it's kind of yeah it was kind of a brand new documentary that was put out last year uh, on netflix it's called the game changers and it is it, it was put on by an mma athlete uh actually james cameron was one of the producers they, yeah. they had some some pretty high powered people helping make that and it was mostly about elite athletes who were plant-based and so of course that was very intriguing to me and um and and certainly 
some of the information in Game Changers, and if you're curious about about being plant based or veganism, that 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 would be an interesting documentary to watch on Netflix. And there there's definitely some interesting stuff in on that. There's definitely some stuff that has been skewed by science, but it it holds up pretty well. So I take all that information kind of with a grain of salt. But I had already I had already quietly gone vegetarian for about a month before I had watched that um, documentary and me and my wife watched that together and we both looked at each other and said, do you want to try this? And we're like, yeah, I, what do we have to lose? Yeah, Let's why not? try this and see how it goes. And that was, that was in September and here we are and we still haven't gone back. I think so. it's nice that your wife is on board. I think that makes a huge difference because you oh, guys can do all the meals and kind of I would, cook together. I, I would have a very, very difficult time doing this if I was the only person in my household that was doing this. But because my wife decided to do it with me, it's made it smooth, pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, through so. this so that that's kind of Lance's perspective and that's kind of where he's at to date. And I'm sure it's going to be an ongoing saga for him and who knows where he'll be a year or two years or five years from now, he may very well stay the course or something might change. And I'm sure that as science c comes out with more conclusions based on how it can affect performance and health and all that other stuff, he might make some tweaks and changes, but I kind of yeah. see him sticking with that. Matt, you've been a, a pretty high level athlete for the better part of your life. Um, you've done a lot of crazy stuff uh, in the triathlon world. Um, what kind and and you have some other things that you try and keep tabs on with respect to your general health. What kind of a diet do you typically subscribe to, and what is generally most successful for you? So, um, I have lots of theories on on diet for sure that don't, you know, subscribe to any sort of science. Uh, but uh, YouTube I science. think a lot of it for me is genetic. And and Lance, you probably fall into this too, where it's just like genetically you were gifted this this trait to potentially gain weight and things like that i have very high cholesterol uh and it's it's 100 percent genetic i mean it's obvious like my brothers have all the same numbers that i do and my dad has the same numbers and so something along the lines of 12 years ago it might have been more than that now i quit eating red meat um i didn't find it that difficult to quit eating red meat uh, i still ate chicken i still ate dairy um and the cholesterol numbers came down a little bit and then they came down a lot more when I started like really training for an Ironman. Uh, but they're still really high. My numbers are still really high. I probably should be on some sort of medication, but, uh, it's not something that I wanted to. Uh, and then more recently I've found out that a lot of my other numbers are not good, uh, as far as like blood pressure and, uh, blood glucose levels. And so, um, definitely concerned about some of those things. About two weeks ago, um, I haven't told any of you guys on this podcast, but since we're talking about diet, uh, I also switched over to um, completely uh, non-animal product diet. So a lot of vegetables, uh, no dairy, um, all of those switched two weeks ago. Um, wow. So basically same game plan as Lance. Nothing like, I feel like there's no like strict, you know, this is okay and this is not, but just trying to go non-animal product so that's cheese that's butter that's all the things you know that i would surprise you you kind of surprise yourself you're like oh okay i would normally finish off the kids cereal i would normally do all these little things uh and so now 
now I'm taking a mason jar and I'm taking the kids' milk that they forget to eat or, or they overpour, and I'm pouring it in the mason jar, and so I'm saving this milk for them to use later <laughs> because I'm so cheap. Normally I'd be like, screw it, I've got to finish this milk. I can't let it go to waste or can't pour it down the drain. Uh, I have, I've got a problem. But uh, now that I'm not drinking milk, um, you know, and other little things too, like uh, cutting creamer out of the coffee, um, I think it makes a difference. I definitely noticed basically right away feeling a little bit better. Uh, I don't think I'm, I don't think that this is going to like 100% change my, my numbers. I still may need to do some other medication type stuff. Uh, but it's just another thing that I've tried to improve on a performance basis. I can't really say one way or another as to if it's helped my performance because, you know, we're in quarantine. We're not doing anything of high performance. I don't feel like I can go longer on the trainer, but I don't think that has anything to do with the diet. I think it has to do with the fact that I'm just out of shape. Uh, I just made the change strictly for health reasons, um, not for performance reasons. Uh, I, my gut feeling is that as we get older and I'm talking to three out of the four people on the podcast here, as we move into <laughs> our, um, forties, fifties, uh, probably we don't there, need the same like high caloric density that we needed when we were younger and we had more energy output. Um, I'm guessing that our just, uh, standard metabolism is slowing at our advanced age. Uh, and so I think making uh, a move to, you know, foods that are lower in caloric density makes a lot of sense. If I was a professional triathlete and I was on this podcast and I was, I don't really know how old Evan is, 28, I don't know, 30? How old 30. are you, Evan? Just say 30. We're just going with 30 for a while here. You I think he's 28. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say 28, 29, somewhere in there. Uh, if I was that age, I probably, um, especially being a professional triathlete and doing the amount of volume that he does, I probably wouldn't look at a vegan diet. I just think that there's probably some real benefit to um, taking in some, you know, some uh, good proteins and things like that that you can get from animal product. So that's my like kind of take on it. Um, other things that I know almost all of us do uh, would be kind of a, a time restricted diet where a lot of us at least take the morning off of eating uh, a lot <laughs> for the old adage of like, hey, um, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. There's no science to that. It's actually comical that people think that this is this most important meal of the day or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, I think lunch could be the most important in the day if it's kind of your first meal and you want to kind of put in calories at a certain point. Um, I also have a theory that when you have your time-restricted diet might matter. Ideally, if you have smaller dinners or a very light dinner, uh, I tend to lose weight basically throughout the night, right? Because that's your period where we're mm -hmm. not eating. Uh, and if you kind of go into that, you know, a little bit hungry, that's when I tend to lose weight, uh, which I think is good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's um, I, <laughs> I've actually thought about this a lot, too, because we had our, yeah. our exchange to our international student who was with us and talking with her. The, the Spanish way of doing things is they don't have a big dinner. They have more mm -hmm. like our tapas or just like small appetizers. Yep. Their big meal of the day is lunch. So that their lunch is our dinner and mm -hmm. they eat less as the day goes on. And if you look at their, 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 their population of people as a whole, I mean, they're relatively thin. And I think a lot of that has to do with the, mm -hmm. the amount of food that they're taking in and when a lot of good in. cyclists from that country. That's for sure. Yeah, a lot of good so. cyclists. Yeah, I think you're onto something there, Matt. I think we yeah. need to <laughs> and, preach. And, preach. And, and, and I think, Matt, you, you kind of nailed on the head there, too, that 
the the point that I like to make with diet is it, diet is something that really I think I mean I mean just social media will show you this people get really passionate about and argue about quite a bit but I think the the, the truly ironic thing with diet is it's so culturally based and adaptation based you know, if you wanted to make breakfast your most important meal of the day, you could. If you also wanted yeah. to not make it the most important meal of the day, your body would adapt to that. And I think it's all just about consistency and finding what your body genetically and just in your life can can adapt and become strong with. And that's a different answer for everybody, which is why I think people get so angry about it is because when we feel like we've found the answer that's correct for us, we believe that that is the correct answer for everybody. And that's just not the case yeah. at all. So how about you, Evan? You are a strapping young man. <laughs> I probably, Professional have, I'm sure I have the worst diet on this podcast by far. Like it's probably not even close. I, but when, I, you're, for, but when you're 40, you can change your <laughs> diet. I mean, yeah. Yeah. all of us probably had horrible diets when we were in our twenties. And, so. and, I, and I've tried, you know, I've, I, and, and I'll preface that. I, I always joke with people. I eat well 75% of the time and 25% of the time I eat terribly, but, um, 75% of the time I eat wonderful all the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. 75% of the time, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> but, uh, I did try when I was younger, I think I was 23. I want to say I tried to go vegan for um, six, I think it was about six months. It was straight through a race season. Um, and I went cold turkey, kind of like you did, Lance. And I, I have a lot of respect for people who were able to do that. Um, my mom has not had red, my mom generally is not a red meat eater. I think she's kind of pescatarian. And I want to say she actually may have just recently gone vegan. I could be wrong there. Um, but. I, I tried it for six months. Um, I lost a massive amount of weight at that time. Uh, got down to pretty close what I am now, but not nearly as strong. And uh, just did it in, just did it incorrectly. I would say there's, you know, great elite athletes. I think Jan Frodeno, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Jan Frodeno for the last two three years has been vegan, and that's the Ironman world champion. Yeah, uh, for, I feel like you're right. I know he's at least, and I know Lionel at least Sanders vegetarian. tried to do it. Lionel Sanders, I think, had a similar experience that I had. I, I actually ended up with uh, with a stress fracture. Um, yeah. I just lost a ton of weight, increased my run volume a lot. Um, I think, and this is just a theory of mine too, I think it's easier to be vegan as a cyclist than it is as a triathlete. And the reason being is that the the calorie expenditure and just the pounding on the body is so much more significant as a triathlete than as a cyclist that I think as a cyclist you can – you can get in those calorie needs and the protein that that you need a little bit easier than the pounding that running requires and the bone you know bone growth that's that's required as a runner. Um, but there are great runners out there, and there are ultra marathon runners that I know that are vegan as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, according to the uh, Google machine, uh, Jan Frodeno, Patrick Lange, uh, Hillary Biscay, Laura Phillips, Christy Wellington were all vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, and I and I've read Chrissy's book too, and Chrissy's one of the greatest triathletes ever, man, man or female. She she's absolutely incredible. Uh, great great book too. I forget the name. Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts. I just forgot the name of her book, but it's her autobiography. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at any sport, I'm sure Lance, you've looked at this too. There are UFC fighters that are vegan. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's not as much muscle growth to me. You know, I. I eat a lot of red meat. So just to give an idea, I have a pretty consistent um, weekly schedule now. On Friday, I will eat uh, a DiGiorno's pizza and basically an entire bag of chips. Um, 
Saturday, Cassie and I will wake up and I have almost the same breakfast on big training days. I have like three or four pieces of bread um, with jelly, uh, about six eggs and a cup of coffee. So my, my bot, and then Saturday I will eat quite a bit of red meat. I'll have basically just two massive burgers and a lot of potatoes, like a lot. We, we have like an air fryer and I will eat a good amount of potato wedges. I think I'd weigh 300 pounds if I followed Evan's diet. Oh, I, (laughs) people have asked me how many calories I take in a day. I've wanted to just for fun one day actually track it. I really don't know. But I mean, you I've, I've gone away from when I was younger in my early 20s, when I went vegan, when I tried to do a lot of calorie deprivation training, I realized that my performances weren't reflecting how much training I was putting in. I was putting in hours that, that your, your top end pros put, you know, put in and that's logged on Strava. That's not me just making up hours. Like I, I was really training like I should have been performing at the top level and I was not. And I think a lot of that was trying to get as lean as I possibly could, becoming very obsessed with the scale, very self-destructive. And I think this season and part of the end of last season, I really took a different approach where if my body wants calories, if I feel like I need red meat, if I feel like I need more eggs that morning, if I need bread before a workout, I, I just eat. And right now I'm seeing massive gains in performance that I've never even seen ballpark before. So that that approach is working for the 30-year-old me. Will it work for the 40-year-old me? Probably not because there's going to be a big chop in training time. But um, uh, for, for, for right now, I'm basically just eating exactly what I feel like I need to be eating. And that can look pretty strange at times and can sometimes be up upwards of eight, ten thousand 10,000 calories in a day, depending on the day. Interesting. Cool. I have... Um been all over the place with my diet and for yeah. me, like in the last two years i hate I, I hate coming back to this all the time it's been hard um since mm-hmm. the accident it's been hard because i'm dealing with constant cortisol levels that i think are way too high that can definitely affect your body's chemistry and whatnot so mm-hmm. i'm trying i've tried so many different things and i'm just not seeing a lot of success but there are things that have definitely showed progress and hope um that have given me hope rather that i can get back to my ways and i'm hoping that um we can get things nailed down here with my shoulder so that I can adopt some of these things. But what has worked well um, when all things are, you know, kind of clicking um, is a little bit of that intermittent fasting that, that Matt alluded to, the the time-restricted stuff. Um, and then going a little bit more plant-based is definitely mm-hmm. something that I've dabbled with before in the past. I mean, I was vegetarian for two years. And in mm-hmm. that time that time period, um, prior to moving to Washington State and then going into moving into Washington State and living here, um, you know, it was all vegetarian. That was probably the leanest and the fastest, pretty damn close to the fastest that I've ever been. Um, and I, I wasn't missing the meats. So I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that um, we're told that, you know, if you're going to be vegan, if you're going to be a vegetarian, that you're going to be, you know, basically at a, at a loss for the appropriate protein intake and the amino acids are going to be incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that comes to us by way of, being programmed by industries and hearing what industries are are trying to to sell and how they're trying to influence like the, we'll call it like the the food and drug administration, the market 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 in general, and just making you think that you need these things and making it sound like it's not healthy for you not to get these things. I think that there's a lot to be said there in terms of what goes on. Um, I, I, I went through it and I experienced it that I didn't need those. And Mm -hmm. I, and you know, you constantly hear that you're, you're not getting enough protein. Um, there's a, 
a young man. He kind of reminds me a little bit of you in terms of like how he approaches things. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a YouTube channel. He's a cycling coach. His name is Dylan Johnson. Have you guys watched Dylan, any Dylan yeah. Johnson's videos? Yeah, I think I, his, yeah. he makes great. Yeah. I, like I think that I turned you on yeah. to him, Lance, um, at some point in time. But he, the kid, he's young, but mm-hmm. he's very well educated and, and he's much more well educated than me thank you for the comparison <laughs> but no dylan dylan knows his stuff yeah he, he is and he takes a very scientific approach and he does all of the research and he finds the mm-hmm. medical journals and he connects all of the dots and, and figures out um how to make sense of it all and he applies this to himself and the kid is no slouch on the bike i mean the no, kid's strong and, i mean yeah. he was a top 10 finisher at dirty kansas i think so yeah and yeah he was right up there yeah, with the ef guys that day yeah he's kind of renowned on both the mountain bike and the gravel bike and mm-hmm. uh, i think he gets into uh, uh um, I don't know, all kinds of like endurance he does, racing. He, he does enduro on the mountain bike. I'm pretty sure it's like, like his that, strength. Yeah. yeah. So the kid can fly and he started like, he has this YouTube channel that I stumbled across and he started getting into a bunch of different things. And, um, you know, his, his take was, you know, really don't get yourself tied up with macronutrients. Don't get yourself tied up with, you know, pretty much eating in certain windows and all this stuff. He, he kind of just tried to make it super simple. It's like, you know, just eat low density, um, high volume uh, food. So basically a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, and that's where you're going to get the bulk of your calories from. And, you know, went into the science of why you don't need to be like ingesting tons of uh, protein, like animal based proteins. Um, and, and just kind of went through this whole process in one of his videos. And I'm sure we could probably even share the video, the one that, that I'm talking about in particular. But yeah, just I eating whole, it, whole foods that are plant based and then really just, you know, trying to stay away from the, the, the processed stuff and getting into a lot of fruits and vegetables and unprocessed carbohydrates and legumes. And, you know, he himself is a, a, a vegetarian or not a vegetarian, he's a vegan. And and he does really well for himself and he does uh, he coaches a lot of other um athletes and cyclists and whatnot and i think a lot of people have been turned on to that and he's seen good success there too so there's something to be said and just you know try maybe unplugging from tv a little bit and being programmed by you know what the the commercials are telling you you need to eat and, and maybe take a different approach to finding food sources that are gonna nourish you quite a bit better um there's a lot of other stuff that we can get in here. I don't want to go too much into the weeds, but um, what about recovery, you guys? What do you, what do you guys? How are you guys addressing the whole recovery thing? Because a lot of what we do really taxes our body. We break ourselves down. We become mm-hmm. fatigued. We become, you know, like needing to be uh, very conscious of like our cellular reproduction and recovery and all that stuff. What do you guys do to address that through nutrition? I I I think from my point of view, and I think. Lance, this is probably something as you're going through getting close to being a year into vegan uh, uh, veganism, pr- probably something you, you've had to, to tweak and, and, and all that is is the timing of your heavier dose of calories. Um, yeah. I think when you're talking, so I'll just talk from, me and Matt can kind of talk from that triathlon perspective, and Lance, I'm sure you, you can too when you remember, is a triathlon's a little bit different through your training day in the sense that a cyclist, let's say that you're doing a big weekend Saturday ride. Um, let's say you're Tonk and you just went on the rack ride this weekend for just, you know, for just heck and try to try to KOM up large. Right after that that ride, you're going to need your biggest dump of calories unless you're trying really to get creative with training your fat metabolism. Um, there is some decent research out there that shows uh, we we all talk about our intermittent fasting. There is some benefit if you are doing low aerobic zone two workouts. I believe is what the study was looking at. It was not looking at workouts with intervals. Um, actually, fasting after the workout can improve fat metabolism. Uh, your RER numbers, your 
uh, think of it this way, your body's capacity to burn fats at higher and higher heart rates, which makes you a better and better aerobic athlete, basically. Um, but what you want to look at is generally you're going to be eating your biggest recovery meal right after that. In the triathlon world, let's say me and Matt have a morning swim and then we're going for a run after, you got to find that nutrition that your stomach can handle easily, which in my case is like breads, basically. Matt, did you always have like an in-between go-to workout meal? Yeah, and it's it's usually simple carbs, right? Yep. So very easy for, to process. For that, you're not, I mean, you're almost not even thinking about like, yeah, you kind of want some of the opposite of what you want from the rest of the time frame. You're looking for high caloric density. Yep. It's not going to upset your stomach. I, I, I will admit I do fall into this group too, and I've joked with you guys, is I will use Red Bull pretty frequently now between workouts. Never when I'm just not doing anything, but like you'd be surprised. I mean, there are ITU triathletes who was the draft legal racing, which is some of the fastest triathletes in the world. I know some of those guys are taking in two Red Bulls a day at times. It's basically their, their sports drink. Huh? Yeah. So when you're just talking about simple car, I don't think there's anything simpler than like a Coca-Cola or a Red Bull. It's your, your body processes it almost instantly. I think there's something to be said about taking in a Coke when you're in that bonk yes. zone, that bonk yes. land, and you need to get yeah, Everybody can talk down Coke until you need it. Yeah. <laughs> get Coke's those glycogen the- levels up. That's a, a good way to have that happen quickly, and I've seen it. Like, yep. I've probably told this story before, but we were doing the, the STP, the, Was it the Seattle, yeah. S, you know, Seattle yeah. to Portland ride, and it's 206 miles. And I remember being about 160 miles into it. One of the guys with us was severely bonking to the point where mm-hmm. he was feeling faint and lightheaded and was going to pass out mm-hmm. and didn't think he was going to be able to finish the ride. And we just so happened to be coming up to the next rest station, ran over, grabbed him a Coke. He drank that and instantly came his life. back to life. Saved and his life. <laughs> not only that, but he finished the rest of the ride strong. I mean, he yep. rode out the, the next 40 plus miles strong. Yep. So, I mean, I'm sure that the Snickers he had with that, another choice piece of uh, caloric intake. <laughs> yep. helped as well but I mean just to watch how quickly yeah. that can work in that kind of a situation yeah. is pretty incredible and that's and that's why I think when you're talking about diet recovery that's that's when it's got to be it it gets a little bit more situational specific and person specific you know it's like is a meal that Lance and Brandy would put together right now probably better than what I eat on Friday nights absolutely nutritionally everything would that meal that Lance is eating be good at mile 100 of STP? Maybe not. That, yeah. that would be kind of a gut bomb no. at that point that you're not able to digest as your body's trying to shunt blood to your muscles. And it would have to basically bring all that blood back and try to digest what you just threw into your stomach. Yeah. <clears throat> Getting back into the recovery component, though, what, what is your go-to? Like you get off of a hard – you finish with a hard workout and you're needing to start replenishing your – glycogen levels and getting some calories in yourself so they can get into some recovery i'm curious to know what what each of you guys will typically jump to so matt how about you start us off what would you generally go to right after a big workout well i used to do protein like a protein shake uh which i liked a lot um i haven't been doing it the past really it's been over it's been over a year year and a half just because uh the workouts haven't necessarily demanded it and i i'm not sure I'm not sure that it's the best thing for me at this point to be, you know, hitting a, a protein shake directly after a workout. But that's a super easy way for people to get, you know, the suggested amount of protein in quickly and easily, right? So um, some sort of whey protein and some fruit and a smoothie. And I put a lot of ice in there. And man, I feel like that hits the spot. Typically, you know, long run or something like that, you just want something cold 
and you're getting that protein in. How I much, think that's how much sugar is usually in, in, in those, Matt? Would you have like higher sugar? Because I've seen some of those that, that I've used that have a really, really high sugar content. I don't know the amount of sugar in there. Uh, I'm guessing that there is a fair amount, especially if you're adding fruit to it, right? So mm-hmm. it's hard to know exactly what the numbers would be. Uh, but I would definitely hit those. They're like a big one of those right after a long run and sitting on the couch. So you're probably spiking your blood glucose level quite a bit. Um, I'm not sure how bad that is for you or how good that is for you. Uh, and so um, if you're, it was if definitely you're in something a mental, that I did. Now I don't worry yeah. about it too much. Now I just grab some water. If you're so. in a mental fog after a workout, I mean, you, you really do need to address your blood sugar, though. So that wouldn't be such a bad thing at that time. Right. Hmm. What about you, Lance? Uh, usually after a big ride, um, I, I want to replace those glycogen stores and I want to try to get some protein in as well. And my go-to is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on wheat bread. Yeah. That sounds good right now. (laughs) So I usually, I usually eat one or two of those, you know, afterwards, uh, the peanut butter and the jelly, it restores the glycogen. There is, there's quite a bit of protein in in the peanut butter and in uh, wheat um, or the, or seeds if I use a seeded bread or something like that. So that's usually my go-to. Um, occasionally, uh, I use a Recoverite product from Hammer Nutrition. They they make a uh, Hammer Nutrition makes a uh, a recovery drink that is actually vegan, so it's not whey protein; it's soy protein. I was going to say, there's actually a number of different options for vegan protein drinks and powders and yeah. things like that. If you if that's something that you need, I, I, think I like that's one. I like hammers because I like strawberry a lot more than I like uh, chocolate. chocolate. You know, and so they they have a strawberry flavored recoverite that uh, I'll mix up and drink uh, along with my peanut butter sandwiches. And usually that's too much if yeah. I do those two things. Gotcha, Evan. Was it a beer and a bag of potato chips? <laughs> I'm actually really since it's funny since I moved up to the Pacific Northwest, I really don't drink beer like at all anymore. I did like my my first like six months here. I definitely enjoyed having a beer after rides, but it's been like the last two two and a half years. I really am not not drinking beer, but it definitely is a bag of chips. I think my my go to is if I get off the treadmill and it was at least four or five hours of training, I am for sure grabbing a Tostitos bag with a hint of lime and some dip that we have in the in the fridge while i'm making oh, dinner so good oh cassie Ca- cassie jokes is my pre-dinner dinner so it's like as i'm making dinner i have to eat something or i'm gonna pass out while making dinner so it's just got to be eating the chips and it, it's amazing it's like a it's like a switch i think this is why i really and and, and i've heard some stuff from from dylan the the kid we were referencing earlier but i i would love i i don't know how you could research this but I really do think when you build a certain habit into your recovery schedule, you know, whether that's I have Swedish fish after it or whatever, I've heard some weird ones out there. I really do think there's, there's a, there's a trigger mentally that kind of wakes that, that neuroactivity back up. You get out of that fog, your body goes out of that catabolic stage and starts accepting that, you know, that, that glycogen. Or, or, or starts increasing your, your your glycogen stores again. I really think a lot of that stuff is is crucial because if you have a certain food that you go to that makes you happy after beautiful or, or after brutal training days, 
that that I think is just as important as what the actual food is. Hmm. Now, of course, if you're you know taking in like. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a food we could come up with where that would be absolutely terrible. If you eat like chocolate bunnies every single day after training, that probably there are better options. I'm sure. Probably the <laughs> chips, chips with a hint of lime to it would be probably the worst thing. <laughs> now, now if I took Sci- away the hint, if I, if I took away the hint of lime, do you, do you think it would be better if I just went with the scoops? Would well, the scoops be then better? Then be then be 100% recovered immediately. Multi-grain <laughs> scoops, 100% better than hint of lime Tostitos. But <laughs> you guys like oatmeal? You guys eat a lot of oatmeal. Not really anymore. No. I don't, but I should. I, I used like to. I, option. I eat it every morning before a big ride. If I'm having a big day, I'll have like two scoops of oatmeal covered in seeds and with, you know, some like agave on it or brown sugar. Are you yeah. like most vegans, Lance? Do you have like seeds from all the plants? Like just every, like your entire pantry is just like a different seed. I, I do have lots of seed options in my house because it's a great protein source for yeah. <laughs> hemp, chia. Those are the only two I know. Yeah. What, what, what else is there out there? All of that. Yeah, oatmeal yeah. is my go-to. Um, pre-ride, big rides, it's, yeah. it's definitely going to be in there. Yeah. If it's going to be a really big ride, it might actually have like a um, a piece of like whole grain toast, and I'll yep. get a little bit, put some avocado on there as well. Do you throw in a banana with your? oatmeal ever you like smash a banana in there i'll cut up a banana and i'll toss that in there sometimes yeah. i'll throw some nuts and uh, definitely every single time there's berries in there of varying yeah. degrees uh, it's usually blueberries and then i'll accent it with some raspberries and blackberries as well just to kind of add a little bit more and jake's got a got a thing of nuts right in his center uh, count, uh uh island table too is that is that just like constantly getting refilled oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go to Costco and they've got a couple different um, bags of nuts that you can get there, and it's Not somewhere between nice. yeah between I don't know like eight and ten bucks for a pretty good sized bag. That's good. Every week we buy two, maybe three bags, and I've got this massive container. <laughs> yeah, and we do, and everybody snacks on them, and it's healthy stuff. Oh yeah, too, so yeah, because you guys got what, you got like your walnuts, your almonds, your berries in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes it, well, there's one particular one that's got some dark chocolate, which is good for you too mm-hmm. for performance reasons, and it adds a little bit of sweetness to it, and. You know, you grab a handful of those and you keep going. Now, you got to be careful, though, because, I mean, well, here's another quick question. And this kind of, like, clues into this. How much do you guys get into calorie counting? Or do you calorie count at all? Does anybody shaking, calorie oh, count here? shaking his head I, no. It, I, I don't anymore. But, you know, when I'm really trying to cut some weight, yeah, I watch pretty closely. I'll use uh, the my fitness pal app or something to track kind of yeah. how many calories but once you do that for three months or six months you learn very quickly and kind of remember your core foods what you eat and how many calories there are so after a while you don't have to do it anymore i think it really helps guide people in the right direction um in terms of learning about caloric density of foods and if you really get into it and you abide by like counting those calories now i i personally don't do it either unless i'm like lance said uh, you know kind of in out in the, the the deep woods in terms of like needing to come back into the real world of like losing a bunch of weight um i don't calorie count but it's a good way to learn about like really what the better food choices are because if you want to just fill your stomach up and you ha- you're having those mechanical pains and you know that you shouldn't be like tossing down a, a full whatever fill in the blank that's got a yeah. ton of calories and you can instead maybe have like a nice big salad or a big thing of like broccoli you know accent with a couple different things that taste good and it fills you up and, and you're fine yep um you, you definitely want to learn about making the good choices so that you're not mm-hmm. overeating and that's something that can be a problem and, but and definitely in the we- weeks leading into big races kind of like what lance was referencing when he did um uh go, going into training camp lance i think that's 
the, the one time when you're, if you're somebody listening to this podcast who really cares about performance, like really care. If you're somebody who just wants to do races or wants to race, I do think there's, there's a little bit of danger with getting really into your Watts per kilo, getting into your Matt remembers these days, getting into your leanest running form. I think, I think there's, there's a little bit of danger there, but if you are really focused on performance, like you've, you've got to look at, look at what you're taking in calorie wise the two weeks before race yeah. so going back to my point was mm-hmm. like we have that bowl that sits on our island that's got all the nuts in there and yeah. it's very easy to walk by and grab a handful and toss them down <laughs> lose track and of handfuls it, yeah if you lose track of the handfuls or go back at the end of the day and look at how many calories you actually put down that can actually start to add up pretty pretty quickly and with what everybody's going through right now being stuck at home everybody's a little bit stressed out or you're bored and those are the two things that generally cause people to kind of overeat is like being stressed or bored i mean you'll do that just Mm -hmm. to kind of pass time or if you're stress eating all of a sudden you put on a few extra pounds well you know maybe don't have that always sitting out or making sure that you portion it out so figure out what the portions are and then have those sitting out so that you're not thinking that you're having one and you actually had six you know nuts are pretty dense calorically too yeah Yeah, Yeah, i think i've a serving cashews are my favorite and that's like i think you're your, your oh, yeah. most dense yeah, yeah. I, I know that like this it's a coastal berry mix or something like that that they have at yeah. costco which everybody at shops at costco probably knows what i'm talking about i believe a serving of that is a half cup and it's mm-hmm. 160 calories and that half cup is easy to toss down so it's really easy to overeat that stuff when we need you, to get that for the podcast here i kind of <laughs> miss that guys do you miss it? i would for sure like every single time i went to jake's house i was like straight for the straight for the nut berry mix every time yeah. <laughs> poor jake i have probably Taken. Yes, I know. Yeah, it was it was always, always me and Lance be like, "Hi, Jake, how you doing?" Anyway, I'm gonna go say hi to Zeke and grab some nuts. <laughs> Is that code for grabbing some nuts? <laughs> right on. So um, again, calorie counting. You guys sometimes yes, most of the time no. Only in race prep for me. That's gotcha. It. And same yep. for you, Lance. Pretty much just when you're. And pretty much just uh, yeah, it's just race prep. Otherwise, I, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. But for a long time, I'm like certainly the times when I was seriously worried about losing weight then yeah i did it every single day every single meal yeah, it's it's effective it's just not sustainable how was your how was your mental health during that lance not to get too personal but how like how how was that when you well, when you I were mean, really into counting it, when it, i was definitely focused on trying to lose weight you know because i felt terrible about myself and about you know how i felt and so it was important for me to kind of focus on that how many times and i've done this i've done this before but how many times did you jump on the bike or the trainer and knock out a quick hour session just so you can put an extra five to you know 800 calories in the bank so that you can go back and have something at the end of the night yep yeah (laughs) that that happens sure and matt do you do any calorie counting has that ever been something you've subscribed to no no not your cup pretty well i mean yeah i just Matt back in his day was running like 120 miles a week. So (laughs) he was, he was tiny and running 120 miles a week. I think, I think the only calorie counting you probably needed to be doing Matt was making sure you were eating enough to survive. Yeah. And then, and yeah, so at that point when you're doing that much exercise, you just eat whatever you want. Gotcha. Um, And it burns fast and furious. And I, yeah. And now at this point I should probably count calories and stuff like that. Uh, But I honestly feel like I can barely keep my kids fed. And so it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, eat when you can try not, you're not counting calories. You're just, you know, trying to 
get some calories in at some point. So gotcha. you're just eating what Dash doesn't eat for breakfast, basically. Yeah, <laughs> this milk is going in the mason jar. Why do you guys pour so much milk? These Cheerios are about thirty minutes old here. That's <laughs> so bringing this thing back around. There's a bunch of different diet plans that, that you can go. Out. There's got something every day of the week for every week of the year you could try a different is paleo gone paleo was big for a while what paleo, happened to paleo i it, it still kind of circles back but back? i think okay. a lot of people are starting to gravitate gravitate away from eating like the animal products i, I think that, yeah. that they're starting to show some good consistent like data mm-hmm. from that and you know the athletes are learning that you can still perform and actually see performance enhanced but you're still mm-hmm. recovering if not recovering even faster um, your body weight's staying managed and checked. Um, so there's a lot of benefits there. But, you know, there's mm-hmm. still quite a few people. I know a lot of people that have switched over to being vegetarian. Um, it's probably those people that just have a hard time giving up the the dairy stuff. The cheese is probably the biggest yeah. one. Um, I blame pizza. For, for people going vegetarian, <laughs> I just yeah. point towards pizza. That's got to be the reason. Yeah. For me, I, I don't know if I could ever be a vegan um, just because I like fish too much. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe like a – not a pescatarian – but yeah, I don't know what, yeah, well, what, what pesc- would be, what would be a vegan Mediterranean diet vegan, but you still eat fish. Would that be pescatarian? Cause like yes. pescatarians are still eating cheeses and whatnot. I think so. Right? I think so. pescatarian, I could be completely wrong here. I think pescatarian is just describing a Mediterranean diet basically. Uh, it's, it's vegetarianism when, with the addition of fish. fish. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then there's the Mediterranean diet. I mean, there's yeah. all of these different things. Are, are there any other diets out there that you guys think are functional for people to look into? And I, I know that Evan kind of talked about like kind of eat right for your, your body type or what your chemistry mm-hmm. is and kind of dabbling with things genetics like goes into that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So anything else that kind of intrigues you guys that you think you might want to try someday or that you would recommend to people to, to check out or do some more research on? No, the McDonald's diet. Anybody? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, you know, I we have I, veganism and being plant based is certainly not for everybody. Some people's bodies just don't respond to it very well, and I'm fully aware of that. That's why I don't get on my high horse a, a, about it and and spew about it all the time like some do, because for some it just doesn't work very well. There's been a lot of elite athletes that I know that have tried it and it just didn't quite work for them. I don't know if it didn't work for them because they weren't trying to get enough protein in their diets through, you know, nuts and beans and quinoa and nut butters and things like that. But some people just don't respond to it very well. So, yeah, I think I think for some for people, yeah, I think for some people, Lance, too, it's just uh, I'll, I'll just speak to my own experience. If you're not well planned with it, you you will end up not taking in enough calories, I think, because generally a vegan diet's going to be lower calorie. That's not always true. You can still be eating chips and all of that stuff, but it's it's harder to get in those higher calorie protein sources. You can do it. You just got to plan it out. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think if you're not careful with that, you'll end up in some calorie deficits and no, issues there. What about just taking a moderation approach? I mean, like like maybe not completely signing off and writing off all animal-based proteins, but kind of like my household. We have a meat probably once a week and that could be fish it could be chicken we really don't touch too much red meat anymore um if i had my rathers we probably wouldn't eat any more poultry but um because i'm just like i really just i crave fish and i need to have fish in my diet mm-hmm. um but it, and at the same time just like in moderation with everything like you could be a little bit of vegan you could be a little bit of vegetarian you could be a little bit of pescatarian and just managing everything and keeping in mind that you're paying attention to 
keeping your food whole and keeping it unprocessed and eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and really just trying to, to build something that's going to work well for you. I mean, I think that that's kind of my best approach for me. And that's kind of what I try and recommend to people as well is like, don't go full bowl or just into one particular thing. Like don't be just a vegan. Don't be mm-hmm. just a vegetarian. Don't be just a, a, a don't paleo be Lance guy. Over here. Yeah. Or like don't, don't just have a mustache. Keto. Yeah. Have, have a little <laughs> bit of chin stubble too. You know, don't just go full mustache and handlebars, right? Yeah. Just, you're going to scare people. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, pay attention where you're getting your t- nutrition from keeping it whole and, and not getting all crazy with the, the macronutrients and making sure that you're all fat or you're all carb or you're all protein, yeah. you know, just whatever your body needs. That's, that's been my crazy. So uh, obviously, since YouTube is blowing up right now because all the YouTubers are home and everybody's watching the YouTubers now, the amount of athlete. So most of our me, me and Cassie's YouTube is just athletes, and we'll follow athletes and watch our videos. And the amount of them now that are sharing like day in my life diet, which is great to some extent. Here's the problem with that: is if you have two million subscribers or whatever, yeah, you got two million people watching that video. These guys are putting up their macros on there as if it's some equation that they've figured out. None of them have nutrition degrees. No. None of them have really any reason or any any right or reason to be giving explicit advice to two million followers yeah, and on that's there. what they're showing but what's yeah. really going on behind the scenes i mean when you pull back the curtain and take exactly. a look i mean all right how many I've oreos seen, did you sneak i've in seen today i've seen a couple of those videos that are honest which i like okay. because they'll be like what i actually ate today yeah. there but it is funny because you, you'll watch the other like fitness model ones and they're you you watch that they're like there's no way zero yeah. percent chance that that is what that person actually ate in that day sure and you have maybe some people that aren't as secure with their lives as the four of us are here. And you got some 16 year olds going through, you know, stressful times right now. And they're watching that thinking, Oh man, I got to make sure I get in 23% protein and 50% carbohydrates yeah. and this percent fat every single day. Yep. And that's, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think people need to be a little bit more careful with the quote unquote advice that they give nutritionally. Yeah. yeah. I agree. What about you, Lance? You got anything else to add to this? Uh, I think the best response from a, from a follower of mine, I've gotten, um, this last week, I, I took a KOM from a teammate of mine, (laughs) um, uh, Mike, Mike Reddig. I was on my gravel bike on a gravel trail and it apparently had the KOM and I ended up taking it and he responded, (laughs) he responded on my ride. He said, steal one of my KOMs, will you? Whatever. At least I get to eat meat. (laughs) (laughs) this is why lance didn't share that he wanted to go vegan he was just afraid that everybody was going to be giving him (laughs) i don't care you guys can give me as grief as you Uh, want how can you take somebody seriously with this mustache on their face i've been taking me taken seriously with this on my face your performance games in the the last year are making me take you very seriously so if you were to start eating only (laughs) eggs i would probably be like hey there may be something to that (laughs) lance you've taken that stash to a whole new level this past week you are now using product in that correct i yes how was that not part of your back pedal wait a minute is it vegan product how many oh thank you matt yeah thank you it actually is not vegan friendly because it is wax it is it is beeswax and the bee is a slave vegans don't use any animal products including honey and beeswax how many so how many this, bees had to die how many bees had to die to make this <laughs> for that handlebar like to look <laughs> awesome 
We're losing followers left and right here right now, guys. We're <laughs> Matt, if you'd had to uh, describe the current state of Lance's uh, mustacheness, um, how would you describe that to our listeners that can't yeah, see? Paint a picture, Matt. Please paint a picture for us. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, okay, go for let's it. go. That's circus. That's circus talk. This mustache, and that is exactly the way to describe it. Lance, Lance was talking about. He was talking about opening up a circus before all this COVID stuff came down. Apparently, this the circus industry is not the best one to get into at the moment. Personal ringleader. When my daughter walked in the house the other day, she's like, "Dad." You've gone full carny. <laughs> oh my god! Well, he definitely fits in in downtown because, Portland now. Yeah. But yeah. Does, yeah, yeah. Either either you're <laughs> running a circus or you're moving to downtown Portland, one or the other. The so for my listeners, the the hair is long enough that I can actually style it. It it, it is actually parted in the middle and swept up beyond the corners of my mouth like a ridiculous uh, carny or ringleader. So and I'm keeping it. <laughs> the old Raleigh fingers look her uh, who else had that was it Goose Gossage another old yes. baseball player yeah. yes <laughs> very cool well the uh, I guess the closing remarks here um, we're not we're not nutritionists yeah <laughs> we're just pe- speaking based on our we personal experiences, experiences yeah and I'm sure that you know things will change in the years to come but on, on the whole you know Eat whole, unprocessed foods. Um, I think that's going to be your best bet. And, you know, make sure that you're getting in plenty of antioxidants and, and things that are going to help out with cellular recovery. Don't overeat. Um, try and stay away from the standard American diet. Evan Price. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Do not listen to a single word that I say on here nutritionally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Check out that um, that that documentary that we talked about. Um, I think that that would probably be something that might give you some good direction like lance said the the game changers did have some stuff that they came back and they they kind of questioned and who was it joe rogan that that tore that apart rogan did sure yeah actually uh joe rogan brought in a nutritionist and they spent about three hours completely tearing apart the documentary and then a week later they brought on the executive producer and the guy who directed the game changers and he refuted everything that the uh, that the nutritionist said the week before, and they actually had an on-air uh, uh, like debate about it. Really, that Joe Rogan ended up removing the debunking uh, podcast from his list because the guy backed his uh, data up so well. So, take that for whatever grain of salt you want to take it with, but. Interesting. Yeah. Joe's good radio, man. God, he's good <laughs> yeah, radio. That's, I'm surprised there wasn't a fist fight during that. <laughs> so that's Game Changers. Also, check out Dylan Johnson on YouTube. He's, yes, uh, do. He's doing good stuff. I mean, he is. I don't know. Maybe we should reach out to him. I, always say I that, would you yeah. That would be cool, actually, to awesome. bring him on. Not, I would love to go back and forth yeah. with him. That'd be fun. I don't think he's that big yet to where he would, like, turn us yeah. down but no I mean, he's, he's got like 40 50 000 followers i bet he would come on the podcast yeah he's sure. got he's got four thousand strava followers because i just followed him on strava so <laughs> and just do some research and if there's something out there working for you we would like to hear it because i think mm-hmm. that this is something that we can touch on you periodically there's a lot to be learned here and we just kind of like touched on the surface for a lot of things because you can get really into the weeds in a lot of this and there's a lot of science that you can bring in and talk about like the reasons why we eat the certain foods that we eat so um let, let us know though let us know what's working well for you let us know things that you've had success with and some of the things that you think are kind of bs um 
you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that I think that people can share with us. So, yeah, that would else? be very cool. Anything else, guys? Anything else to add? Speak now. Nope. Forever hold your peace. Okay. <laughs> One last thing before we shut this mother down. Evan, <laughs> what's up? Um, this week, Matt, uh, Jake and I, well, it was actually over the weekend. Jake and I released our swim and cycling uh, videos through the Dialed Endurance Lab. They are in good spirit and fun and meant to basically be a kind of specific look at the strength training for both sports. Um, everything that I do as a physical therapist is probably way over-specified, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically looking at, as a swimmer, if you're doing a lot of band exercises, here's a good 45-minute just base band exercise uh, progression for you to start with. We're going to be putting out more in the future as well, link it to the YouTube channel. Uh, go on to our Facebooks or the Instagrams or the website to find the link. Jake is Jake is the tech man who links up everything perfectly. But we have a cycling and a swimming one. Uh, we're going to have some running stuff coming up here soon too. So stay tuned. Cool. Matt Legrand. One last thing, bud. Uh, I watched your guys' YouTube video and I thought it was fantastic. Good work. I watched it as well. I thought and- it was great. Yep. Evan, can I just say you're good on camera, man? That Good swim work. that swim cap got hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought for sure I was gonna be able to hold that, that thing the funny. entire time. Oh, that got warm. Oh, <laughs> uh, that first video though. Matt Matt's talked about this. Jake had to put you, so much work into Well <laughs> Matt's talked about this because he's he's like, Oh well, the videos that I made way back in day, like there's certain things that embarrass me and I'm like, No way, they're awesome, you know. But when you're the one that's kind of responsible for that, you know all of the flaws. There was a major flaw with the first one and it was hundred percent my fault. I just I plugged in like we have a little lav mic for, for Evan. It's hooked up mm-hmm. to this little wireless thing that it was very pro. Since, yeah. It, it, it's it's a great system when you plug it into the right <laughs> port. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> And I plugged it into yeah. the headphone jack and not the mic jack, and I didn't yep. realize it until after it. And I'm like, I can't make do Evan do that whole thing over again. That was like 45. He minutes almost before. died during that. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> and so I'm trying to fix things in the back and trying to fix things in the audio, and I'm like, this just isn't sounding good at all. So I don't know. That that's the turd in the punch bowl so far. So It'll, hopefully that's not too bad. The future people. videos will get better and yeah. better. <laughs> you know, it's there. It's just a giant echoey chamber, um, and you can hear Evan, but they, they get better as we go forward. So I mm-hmm. promise. I noticed the audio was a little off when I first started watching it, but then I watched the video a second time, like later in the day, and I really didn't notice the audio that yeah. much. So I, I think it's fine. I, don't I, think anyone, I didn't. I think you and I would notice, it. but it's yeah. not like no. a real. I put a music bed on the bottom of it too, which I wasn't going to do in the originally. And I'm like, oh, that the actually helps. Was cool too. Yeah, the the, yeah. the, the music bed helped out with the, the bad audio, mm-hmm. kind of distracted you a little bit. I'm like, I wasn't going to do that in the beginning, but oh, I think we're maybe that'll be something that'll be good that comes out of this little silver lane. We'll put a music bed underneath all of the videos. Yeah, it kind of helps it move along a little bit. So I think I think it's awesome, and I mean that 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 was I have, I'm so thankful to have you know Jake helping with that, and in the future. Once we're all able to come back together, I'd love to do some stuff with Matt again. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. You know, I I, <laughs> I think I can't contribute much in the terms of editing and everything, but I love, you know, helping with any content, which is just so much fun. So totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming up in the future for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'm excited about that. I'm sure I'll post a video this week. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, but if you haven't seen the video from last week, I think I did two videos last week. I don't remember exactly, but the last one that I posted was the photo competition. So that's definitely worth a watch, especially because I'm not in it that much. You get to see actual cool people (laughs) 
It's uh, one of my favorite videos of you so far, Matt, just because I'm actually in it. So I was excited. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, your photo is one of my favorites because it's that was a hundred percent Cassie. Yeah. It's a trainer and. When I came up with the competition, that's in my mind. I was like, I'm gonna get to see a whole bunch of people training on Strava, like pain cave. Like, literally, what I was thinking of was like over the shoulder on the trainer with you know Zwift in the background. Like yeah. that's the kind of shot that came to mind when I was yep. thinking about the competition. And I got a lot of those photos, and I had uh, a whole bunch of photos submitted. Um, but I kind of liked the ones that were kind of our group, which was you know it's. I think Lance would made it on there. Jake, did you? Yeah. I don't know if you posted something. You but know I didn't what? See I it. didn't, and I had all. all Doesn't matter. I had all You're intentions of doing it. Yeah, and and I just didn't get around to doing. It. I just I don't know. Got sidetracked too many times. You guys have well, seen you them. lost out on these stickers. We're gonna right. have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Since we've like we moved into this new facility, what was it like three or four days before the whole COVID shutdown? It was. I, I thought it was like the day of. Honestly, it was. It's almost a. There's yeah. a little bit of a blessing there because yeah. there's so many things that needed to get done here and not being super busy has allowed yeah. us to do that. But at the same time, I feel like that dog from Up, my, I heard my wife use this analogy as well, but you know the dog from the movie Up? Squirrel? Yeah, yes. Squirrel? 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 Yeah. That, that's yeah. been me like the last couple of weeks. I'm like, oh my God, I got I to gotta get back into my, my routine. My yep. routine yep. has really always helped me stay on track with things and taking all my notes and making sure that I'm staying on track with things and yep. having certain times of the day. And right now, I feel like it's just everywhere. It's like spit on a griddle and that squirrel, squirrel yeah. all over the place. And I just, I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. I usually am like, oh, I can get a video or two out. I feel like I can't do anything. Everyone's talking about how bored they are during quarantine, and I'm like, I can't get anything done. Yeah, so. <laughs> life is chaotic right now. So it is. It is. We need we need some normalcy back. But yeah, <laughs> Lance, one last thing, bud. Uh, my recommendation would just be to to stay safe and stay active and stay positive. And uh, if you ride outside, ride alone. That's all I'd say. Ride alone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one last thing is going to be two last things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first thing is, is um, learn something new. This is a great time yeah. to learn something new. Like, expand your horizons. There's we, We've all got little things that we've always mm-hmm. wanted to learn. Use this time to do that now. I mean, because yep. everybody, even though, like I just said, spit on the griddle and jumping all over the squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, all that stuff right now. There's still moments of time where I can learn some new tricks, and I'm trying to do mm-hmm. that. And I'm um, trying different things with photography and, and teaching myself some more stuff, and kind of you know widening the uh, the scope of the things that I can do with the camera. So I'm trying to have fun with that. Mm-hmm. The other thing, just go have fun on your bike. Just go outside, ride your bike, mm-hmm. and and right now we don't have races to prepare for. We don't have. You know, like a, a massive event that we're training for, just mm-hmm. go out there and enjoy it and, and stop mm-hmm. and smell the roses. We've talked about this before in the past. Go out there and take a camera, go take a, a sack lunch and go sit on a rock somewhere and just get outside. And, and even if it's by yourself, that's fine. Go take a significant other or your a housemate or somebody, take them out there. I took my son on a ride. I had fun. That was an hour and a half ride and I had a blast and I wasn't training. I wasn't going that hard. Mm-hmm. I think my heart rate went over a hundred beats per minute, like once <laughs> it was pretty simple, <laughs> but it was fun with my son and we had a good time. And like he, like all week long, he's like, that ride was so fun. Can we do that again next week? I'm like, absolutely. So he's well, building, he's building good passion for cycling here during this, which is awesome. Oh yeah. He loves it. So yep. have some fun. All right, guys, anything else to close this thing out? Thanks for doing it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being on. Thanks you guys. That's Dash, man. That's Dash's. That's classic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time I look over, it makes me snicker. At least, at least, at least there's something going right. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Again, um, if you guys want to become a Patreon, go to our Facebook page and you will see the Patreon account there. Um, I got to figure out a better way to kind of put that out there for everybody. Fine. Easy, an easy way to put it out there. But for all intents and purposes, go to Dial Podcast on Facebook and you will see a link to that. And if you want to become a Patreon, that would be fantastic. And there's some perks that come along with that. And you can be one of the patrons that helps us mm-hmm. push this thing further into the stratosphere of podcasting. Right? Mm-hmm. Good times. Be as big as Joe Rogan one day. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and thank you to those that um, that have subscribed um, again to the Chris's uh, Hitchcock and Strat that have recently joined us. Um, we will be back next week with another one of these things, unless the world comes to an end, right? Mm-hmm. As long <laughs> as there's, yeah, as long as it's still around. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Have a good week. Bye for now. Bye.